Morning Centre Church, I hope that you are well. My name is Heike. If I haven't met you, I'm sure we'll meet at one of the services. Um, I have Cupcake uh, next to me on the couch here. We're sitting um, on our little stoop. And um, it's such a privilege and an honour to be sharing with you the devotional of today. So we are working through the book of John in the preaching series. And um, so I was asked to do a devotional on John 8 and 9. And, um, and I'm going to focus on chapter 9 where Jesus healed the blind man. So just to give you a little bit of context. So it was in Jerusalem. It was the Feast of Booths, which meant it was a feast where a lot of Jews were going to, to, to worship and to praise God. It was a very, very, very busy time in Jerusalem. Of course, Jesus has done a few miracles and it is the Sabbath. And um, so he's walking and you can imagine just a lot of people in the crowd and everything. And he's walking past this blind man. And this man was blind since, um, since birth. So I just want to read you quickly this, this piece of, uh, of uh, John 9. <clears throat> As he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. That's Jesus. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be, might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. And he was referring to his crucifixion there. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Now, this was the first time ever that Jesus had done such a miracle where somebody that was born blind, there was no way that he could see that Jesus healed this man. Um, something which the disciples mentions there is, is that, um, you know, they asked Jesus, what did this guy do? or What did the parents do for him to be cursed, to be blind? And Jesus very specifically says he didn't sin or the parents. Okay, it had nothing to do with past sin. This man is here so that God's work may be glorified. So that's the first thing I just want to share with us today. Is that not all sicknesses and diseases has a, um, has a spiritual root to it. I want you guys to understand this. A lot of them do, of course, and we need to be free of that and free of strongholds and we need to pray and break certain things and, of course, break certain generational curses and, and all of those kind of things. And I suggest you really, really go speak to John or somebody that, that's really, really, you know, um, wise when it comes to these things. So, but not everything that, um, has that root. We live in a broken world because of the sin of, uh, of Adam and Eve. You know, sin entered into the world and we do live in a broken world. So that's the first thing, okay, that I want you guys to remember. The second thing is, is the way Jesus healed him. Now, you know, we kind of read through it very flippantly sometimes. You know, Jesus went and took a bit of mud and he's alive and put it in his eyes and told him to go and jump in a bath. And, but if you think about it, so first of all, it was the Sabbath. Now, kneading dough, in other words, you know, preparing dough in order to make bread was prohibited on the Sabbath. It was one of the 39 works, classes of work that was prohibited. So you weren't allowed to do that. A lot of scholars have spoken about why sand, why dust, and a lot of people refer to God's creative process when he created uh, mankind. But of course, Jesus goes down and he takes this mud and he mixes it with his saliva. Now, what I want you to realize is, is how intimate this must have been. I mean, think about how intimate it must be to take your saliva and put it in somebody's eyes. 
or even a kiss, you know, the mixture of saliva. It's so intimate, it is so personal. And Jesus comes down and he takes his own saliva. That is how personal, that is how close, that is how, 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 um, um, how in the mix Jesus wants to be with you, you know. That is how close he wants to be, you know, mixing saliva, okay. So he mixes this and he puts it in, uh, uh, on his eyes. And then he says something very interesting. He says, go and wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which means, um, uh, Siloam or Siloam means saint. Um, so he, he requests something from that person. And what that is, is obedience. And it requires action. John, I've just spoken, you know, on um, last Sunday, he spoke about the tools that God wants to give you. You know, but the tools will only really manifest once you take action because the entire Bible, the entire Bible is a book of action and faith only grows when you take action. Now, of course, this guy didn't really have any other options, but the reason he listened to Jesus was because any other person that would have done it, think about it, it would have just been ludicrous. It would have just been crazy. Here's this beggar. He's been begging his whole life. Somebody comes and shoves mud on his eyes and says, go wash yourself. You know, he probably would have thought, what a joke. You know, somebody's making a joke of me. But he was very close to the synagogue where Jesus taught. And he must have heard Jesus' voice. Jesus, the Nazarene, this teacher that everybody was, was speaking about. You know, he must have heard his voice. And suddenly this guy is right in front of him. And he says, listen, I need you to get up and go wash yourself. Now, the pool was about a half a mile away from where he was. And it was a, a downhill slope that he had to climb. So here's this blind man walking through the crowds, probably falling a few times, getting himself up. And he goes and he jumps in this, in this pool because he believed. He believed. He had faith. He jumped inside and for the first time ever, his eyes opened up and he could see. And of course, the Pharisees hated this. Because, um, because first of all, he did a work on the Sabbath and they just didn't want to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. But what the difference between these two guys is the Pharisees and the blind man is that the blind man's eyes physically went, went up, but his spiritual eyes also opened up. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And suddenly he could see the light, you know, natural light, but he could also see the light. The Pharisees were blind. They were the ones who were actually blind, not this man. This man's spiritual eyes opened up and the Pharisees couldn't see that Jesus was the Messiah. They just could not. And of course, this man goes on and just says, you know, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Um, and I think one of the things that I take from this is that if you look at how, you know, Isaiah, well, in Isaiah and in the Psalms, you know, Jesus talked about the blind that will see, the deaf will hear, the lame will walk, you know. And, um, and... And one thing that, that really has always, you know, um, kind of stuck with me is, is the fact that we have a responsibility in our walk with Jesus. We have to be part of the miracle process. It's not all up to Jesus. He requires something from us. He requires obedience and he requires action, even though when it seems completely crazy. I mean, when he went and he healed Lazarus, Lazarus was dead for three days, three days. And he walked in there and he said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus... Uh, you know, he came out. He was. Um, he came back to life, but his his uh, the cloth that they closed him with was still on his eyes. Only when he saw Jesus, the cloth fell off. But he had to get up, come out, walk to Jesus, and only when the cloth fell from his eyes, he recognized that it was Jesus. And um, so I really want to encourage you. You know. 
there's a lot of things pressing on your heart. There's a lot of things, you know. There's, there's things that you need to do and sometimes we procrastinate and we're afraid and we wonder and all of that stuff. Listen, let me just tell you, do it now. Do it right now. There's something on your heart that Jesus is pressing. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's a kind word to somebody. Maybe it's a teaching that you need to go and deliver. Maybe it's, um, it's, a, it's a social media post of just of something how incredible God has, has, has been, you know, and, and, and you know, a miracle that God has done in your life. Maybe it's reaching out to your parents. Maybe it's going to your wife, telling her that you love her, or going to your husband and say, listen, I'm sorry about this, and I'm sorry about that, and it's work. Maybe you've lacked a bit of prayer life. Maybe you've lacked a bit of reading your word, you know. Um, maybe there's somebody at your work that you need to go to, you know, and you need to take that step of faith, even though it seems completely crazy, completely ridiculous, you know, there's no way that there's going to be a miracle happening of that, but that's exactly what Jesus wants you to do. So... Enjoy your days, guys. Uh, your, your day. Geraldine uh, sends much love. And, and we love you, you know, the Bergs. The Bergs. We love Center Church and we love the people there. We love the body of Christ. And you guys are incredible. You guys are doing such awesome work in the kingdom of God. And yeah, we love you. Take care. See you guys soon. Bye.